0: and welcome to another episode of Pod Return to the Waking Sands. We are a Final Fantasy XIV companion podcast. We explore the lore and story of Hydaelyn and beyond. My name is Jen, and I'm joined by my co-host and researcher.
1: I'm Levi. Hello, Levi. You sound kind of angry about that today, Jen. What? Researcher.
0: Researcher. You do the researcher's... You read the encyclopedia.
1: Wow, way to knock all the other I'm boiling it Googling all down and <laughs> game scraping and everything else I do. Just read book.
0: Oh, there we go. Hey, thanks for that enlightenment. Actually, our listeners probably appreciate it. That's actually what you do. Thank you. And all the other, literally everything else too.
1: I can never replace Jen.
0: Well, that's job security, I
1: suppose. <clears throat> so today we're talking about the Marauder class. I scour the internet for any hint of a marauder in the final fantasy verse before this game and came up dry so as far as i can tell this is a brand new final fantasy 14 class the marauder class leads into warrior at level 30 and this of course is a tank class so you take the hits and then dish them back out it plays almost identically to gladiator so there's not much to talk about honestly it, yeah, it, it's kind of a bummer that there's nothing to really differentiate this class at at all until after we level up quite a bit.
0: So, after level 30 or even beyond
1: that. Beyond that, but I'll save those gripes for our Paladin and Warrior episodes.
0: Yay, future gripes. More job security. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Marauder wields a two-handed axe as their weapon. When I first started playing this game, Jen, I not not knowing anything about this game just overall assumptions i saw the gladiator being the sword and shield class and the marauder being the big axe class and i assumed that the gladiator would be the better tank because they have the shield so obviously that means they they block more damage and need less healing and they're more durable right right but wrong actually (gasps) oh so yeah i i had assumed that you know marauder would be like it does more damage than gladiator but is less defensive but actually they're they're all pretty much balanced and they are viable either as like a main tank or an off tank or what have you there's not you know like a a real main tank class they all they can all do the job is what it comes down to good to know and that's about it for the generalities honestly there's not much else to say for me jen any other comments before we get to the story
0: I guess it makes sense that Marauder first appeared in this game. Um, though I say that having played none of the others. This is like Marauding is very much like uh, it is in line with the pirate theme. So we've got heavy pirate notes and in, in histories in, uh, in Limsa Lominsa. um, in Eorzea in general. So does that do you feel like that was the... The impetus for introducing Marauder?
1: No, I I think that they had to scrape the bottom of the barrel to find these baby classes that became the jobs, because they want you to become the iconic Final Fantasy jobs. Players want to be Black Mages and Warriors and Paladins and all the other jobs that we've seen throughout all the games in the series. So they had to come up with these different class names that would be the introductory classes into the iconic jobs. I see. So we, we have stuff that has been pulled from the side titles and stuff that was made up purely for this game because they had to find a, a class that would not conflict with the iconic job, but would lead into the iconic job.
0: Gotcha. Citation well,
1: needed, but I, I think that that's the case.
0: I mean, that is all sound reasoning. Um, Thanks, Jen. Yeah, you're welcome. Mine Mine wasn't really.
1: I mean, it's fair, and Marauder is a limps class through and through. Uh, Thank you for the lead-in also as we get to our story segment here. Mm -hmm. Because they originated from sailors using a ship's carpenter's tools, like a wood chopping axe, as a weapon. It's also suited as a boarding tool, as the, the hook that's formed beneath the blade of the axe is used, evidently, to hook onto the railing of a ship as you're boarding it to give you some extra leverage as you jump onto the deck and begin to slaughter the enemy's crew.
0: Oh, yeah. It's the perfect pirate weapon. It's a little bulky, though.
1: At least in this game. In real life, we, we don't see axes being associated yeah, with imagine, pirates. Yeah, can you
0: imagine Pirates of the Caribbean where everybody is is swashbuckling with with axes? A giant, giant <laughs> axe. Instead of rapiers. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Super weird.
1: Um, but no, in this world, though, the axe is the tool of the pirate, at least of the marauding pirate. Now that piracy is banned in Limsa, the Marauders Guild is more of a legacy of this past, and it's a martial school today. They no longer are the the main group that are going to be boarding enemy ships so they can slay their crew and plunder their riches. The name is, is just a legacy. It has no bearing whatsoever on their, their current guild dance, and their guild activities.
0: Of course, and that seems to be the case with uh, all the other jobs we've come across. There's, they have their origins, and then they have their evolution, and then that's, and then that's when we meet them.
1: So to become a marauder, we head over to the Marauder's Guild, which is in the Coral Tower at the far north end of Limsa Lominsa.
0: I thought you were gonna launch into a bunch of like prerequisites for being a marauder. Well, you need to, so to be a marauder, you need to. I'm like literally, you walk in through the doors. A
1: square Enix account
0: which is very difficult actually surprisingly so it's yeah <laughs>
1: you,
0: you want to give them money but they're like no no don't give us money until you walk through 17 weird ass hoops
1: well here's a life hack for you Jen you can play up to level 60 as a marauder and then warrior for absolutely free
0: ooh does that include the award winning expansion heavens word it does <gasps> what a deal <laughs>
1: Uh, So we we go to the the guild's headquarters, which is the same place as the Yellow Jacket headquarters. The Yellow Jackets, as you may recall, are the law enforcement in LIMSA. And many Yellow Jackets are marauders, but there's no requirement for a marauder to become a Yellow Jacket. It's just a martial school. You can go do your axe stuff wherever you want to once you graduate.
0: Axe stuff. Yes. They have a whole basement where you can practice your axe stuff. They do. Um and also do push ups or whatever if you're a yellow jacket. And squats. And
1: squats. Oh, we love the squats. So we talked to the guildmaster Vernzone. Vernzone. Okay. Works for me.
0: <laughs>
1: so Vernzone is a scarred sea wolf with dark grey skin and shortish white hair. He's got a nice handlebar mustache.
0: He looks like a nice man. Though the receptionist puts the fear of God in you before you go talk to him.
1: Um, he is pretty nice.
0: He is very nice. He's definitely like you know he's his he your Marauder daddy. I I'm
1: marauder not building daddy. my fictional family out of all the people I meet here. This is Jen's deal.
0: No 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 no. You 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 misunderstand. Using the word daddy does not um, insinuate like a nuclear familial relationship. No, I know relationship. what daddy means. Jen. Okay, all right. Moving on. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, he, he is. Pretty nice, actually, despite this very gruff exterior. He's a former Yellow Jacket captain, but was forced to retire by an injury. Did I know that? He tells... I don't know, actually. Maybe not.
0: I don't remember that.
1: Oh, well, anyways, I promise it's real.
0: No, I believe you. But yeah, I don't remember reading that. And that's why you have the job that you do.
1: Thank you. Mm -hmm. So, Jin, are you prepared for Carnage?
0: I fucking wrote that down on my notes. Like this, every single... Prompt for every job is always worded in the most hilarious way. So with with Arcanist, it was, are you ready to apply logic aggressively or something weird like that? Um, Did you you write your answer? What?
1: Did you write down your answer?
0: Oh, I'm definitely prepared for carnage. That's like why I'm here. I'm here
1: for the carnage. Well, Jen, the blood that spills at our feet will oft times be our own. That's
0: so metal. It's metal's fault.
1: But first, we've got to spill some animal blood.
0: As is tradition.
1: Of course. So we do that. Whatever. Yep. Go kill some poor animals. Yep. Uh, that's Little baby done.
0: lambs, and little baby ladybugs, and little baby marmots.
1: Those marmots are killers. Let's not forget. They- They're guilty.
0: They, uh, they've they come up a few times in some of these job quests. they
1: It's honestly the most hilarious enemy. A marmot.
0: Marmot. <laughs> I like- and it's so weird that they chose marmot instead of one of the m- more common, uh, like wild rodents, like squirrel, or rabbit, or I think it's great mole. I don't know.
1: True, there, there are, are shrew. moles too.
0: Are there moles? Yeah, they, there are moles. Yeah, it's, they, they don't have look those like those moles. Big neck sack. They're really fat. Yep. Very chubby. I don't see. I don't see them as moles. They're just kind of like fat guinea pigs with less hair. Pretty much. Yeah. Kind of capybara isk.
1: That done, it's time for some strength training in the traditional marauder fashion. This is great. So we're gonna go down this tower now to the very bottom to meet with Bronbar.
0: Sure, yeah, Bronbar.
1: Jen, did you find him on the first try?
0: I brought this up in a previous episode. Oh right,
1: because this is the second time you're playing the class, and yeah, exactly. Your uh, your real fans know the story, Jen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we do. Jen Army. <laughs> Gross.
1: if you made the same mistake again that'd be very disappointing
0: yes no 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 i went straight downstairs
1: and then he tells us to go meet rotgeim in la nocia
0: so let's go meet this person um so we've been handed off a couple of times oh. now we finally make it out there to this sea of boulders
1: i i feel like the the whole run downstairs to run back upstairs is a bit of a, a dick move it
0: is a dick move But yeah, you go down there, say hi, and then they're like, no, 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 you need to go talk to this other person. Like, you're the fucking middleman. Why am I talking to you? I mean, Brombari, he's a nice man. He's a nice guy. I can't be too mad. Anyway, so let's go do some very special, very specific, traditional Marauder training. What could this be? I am very excited.
1: It's to smash some rocks. Really? Yes.
0: Okay. Okay. Do we need to do like a special combo?
1: This is one hit, one kill on these rocks.
0: I see. Okay, cool.
1: So, we do. We, we go outside and break <laughs> yeah, these we rocks.
0: Do. You, know, you go you go, and make sure you have a swing. Alright. So, you break three rocks and you go back and she's like, wow! Alright, three more.
1: This is a bit absurd, but it's on theme for the quest line. But whatever. I mean, it's fine. If it's like, okay, so we're, we're gonna show you getting stronger by breaking these rocks and leveling up. That'd be okay if it weren't repeated twice, and then we go back to the guild and get the actual quest, and then we leave again. Just- yep.
0: I feel like the sending us out to the the second part of this quest easily could have been assigned by Rotgeim. Exactly. So we go back, and she's like, "Oh, I just got you know on my link pearl. I just got a uh, a note that yep. we've got some crab problems." Yes. If I had a nickel. <laughs>
1: Uh, anyway, we do that. We smash rocks. We go back to the guildmaster, and he's like, "We got some crab problems." <laughs> if you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> oh no, Daddy has crab problems. Oh
1: my god! <laughs> uh, I think
0: Beteron has an
1: ointment. Oh no. This is this is some actual marauding now. The guildmaster has heard reports of some menacing Megalo crabs out in the wilds.
0: Megalo crabs
1: over by the Red Rooster Stead.
0: Bang Thanks,
1: (laughs) Jen. And we're going to go and crack them open like some rocks.
0: I'm glad we practiced that then. We're ready.
1: So next, we go downstairs again to go meet with Silkvib, who is a conjurer who will be accompanying us on this mission. This is um, Birnzone's sister. So once we meet and greet, it's time to go. Silkvib's Pretty styling, that leopard print.
0: Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, she's so it's that it's that normal um like conjurer disciple of magic.
1: It's the the V neck robe, but the V is more fabric. The chased V neck.
0: Nice. Except yeah, she's got like an awesome grayish pink pixie cut and this uh like curl print. (laughs)
1: Nice
0: good um on her robe and she
1: looks pretty sweet. So we head to Lower Lanosia. Just down the road from the tempest gate, there is a small stream running out of a cave. This is where the megalo crab nest can be found,
0: so it's clear that the the crabs were they're not normally in this location um so the the story here is that something else, so it's bigger and meaner, forced them out of their normal haunting grounds and now they're out here attacking the children.
1: We go and check out this cave. There's a river cave up the stream upslope and we inspect it this is where the crabs were sighted there's no sign of them as we're checking out this area and coming up dry or wet whatever um, (laughs) an old here man runs up old grandpa here with gray hair Aid. and he's yelling about the snippers got his grandson snippers
0: got my grandson and they do indeed have his grandson and we this
1: this kid has some foul mouth he's like bugger and (laughs) shite
0: a kid he's a he's the son of a bunch of pirates pirate folk so yeah he's he's got the accent really badly
1: well we save him just in time he's about to get snipped not in that way oh in the crab sense
0: (laughs) anyway yes we we run up give a mean face to the crabs and then we look at this kid on the ground and he, he nods knowingly and runs away so at least he can take a fucking hint. For now. For now. We fight some crabs. We find a lot of crabs. But like a, a like a big big daddy crab and a bunch of baby crabs. And then there's another group of a big daddy crab and a little baby crab. We do it like four times.
1: Even the small crabs are pretty big. They're about two lava heights tall.
0: Yeah, they're still mega 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 o oh crabs.
1: Once the crabs are defeated, the old man nettered and his kid, his grandkid, Sigurd, thank us. This area has been plagued by beasts of late, and Sigurd's parents were killed by an arox. This is an immense buffalo-type creature.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Seeing our strength just now, Sigurd asks us to take revenge on the arox for him. Silkvib is a little less gung ho about this prospect and gives him a yes, dear, to placate him. Now you go run along and play.
0: Yeah, like we have we have marauders who can handle this for you. So. Let us do our jobs. Okay, bye.
1: This is going to backfire soon enough, and they, they portray it as as like him having a hunger for vengeance and wanting to go do it himself, but the, the guild doesn't do much to really reassure him that this problem will be dealt with. So I, I don't blame him too much for getting impatient in a little bit.
0: Well, he's also a kid, so he's, he's running high on a bunch of feelings. Yep.
1: Full of hormones.
0: Yep. Also, can I just say that it bothers me a little bit how how kids are are rendered in this game they all have the same face they all have freckles they all have these kind of chubby cheeks they have the same goddamn face unless it's a um an Ellison kid which we rarely see there was a oh in um in shadowbringers there was there was a mikote child and that was the first time i was like oh my god a child that doesn't have the same fucking face as all the rest of the children.
1: Yes, fair so point. S-
0: Sigurd has the same kid face as all the
1: other kids in this game. Yep. Or they all look a- the same to you. Maybe,
0: maybe. I just. I fucking hate kids. So I, don't, I know have you do. To deal with it, yeah.
1: We go back to the guild, and we learn that our late crabs were driven from their territory by the very same Arox as we just heard about.
0: Dun dun dun.
1: This creature is called Kujada, the Stampeding Mountain.
0: It's a big, big
1: motherfucker. Yes, it is. And this creature is not just like a, a big animal. This creature is actually malevolent. It has some intelligence or, or drive to it that seems to put it into conflict with the, the Limpsons and Lanosians directly. Yeah. It's not just, okay, so I'm a big animal and you got too close to my territory or I'm horny and I, I just am stamping uh, shit up. Yes. It's actually, it has an army that might be stretching. It has a horde. Of yeah,
0: it's got beast little animal buddies. Too, yeah,
1: that um, will actually go out and do its will, and we'll follow it around.
0: This is really fascinating. I feel like we could have gone, we could have done something with with the uh, massive orox leader and his band of wily.
1: We beast do. Kin. That's the whole quest line.
0: Well, we see the we see them in action for not a lot of
1: time. Fair. I think I think it's a good amount. We don't we don't need too much.
0: No, it's fine.
1: But we have to toughen up first before we can take on this Arox. So we're going to go to the Blind Iron Mines to take out some Galagos. Galagos? I don't, I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's also a weird word. Galagos.
1: The, the Blind Iron Mines are just some disused mines. They're now more of a passage between Middle and Lower Lanosia. They They are not in service anymore. But they were called as such because they used to be so thick with dust that the miners couldn't see and presumably breathe as well.
0: Yeah, that's how you get the um, the old... Black lung? I was trying to think of something that would be a little bit more Eorzean, <laughs> but really there isn't. An Umbral annoying. lung. Umbral lung. <laughs>
1: yeah, yep. not not healthy, for sure. The Galagos are just little monkey creatures. Lemurs. Pretty much, yeah. It isn't spelled out here, but they are also are probably being riled up the same way that everything else is by...
0: The Kujata is disrupting the, the natural order of things out here.
1: Yes. It's just running amok. Um, but these have been attacking people. We go kill them. Whatever. It's it's fine. And then we go out next to an overturned wagon that is being guarded by some plane striders, which are velociraptor creatures that yeah. breathe gas at you.
0: Yep. They sure do. Cast and fire.
1: This is mainly killing time. The Marauder quest line has the same issue as many other class quests do, where the story is too short for the seven steps. So it has these... Just killing time, no plot whatsoever, kill some shit, all right, come back in a bit and and so on. Right.
0: Under the guise of we're we're training for the big the big baddie boss fight with the Kujada at
1: level thirty. It's just too short a story though for the amount of content.
0: I know. It's too always short, like yeah. you, you go into like level twenty before it really starts getting anywhere. Yep. Where you feel like you're actually putting work towards something. But you know, I think as a brand new player. I don't know if that's the impression you would get. You know, us looking back on it, we have the benefit of hindsight.
1: Anyway, next there is another rampaging beast. We are going to meet one of Vernzone's associates, Reinfred, at Ailport. Reinfred is an archer, a sea wolf that needs to learn about complementary colors.
0: <laughs> oh, he's all—he's like head to toe in orange, like a burnt, un, burnt uh, sienna. Yep. And also, I... When I went to go meet him, like obviously he's an archer because he looks like freaking Robin Hood. Can we can can we have an archer class that doesn't look like Robin Hood? That'd be cool. (laughs) I I I mean like that's just um like default archer wear is that little I don't know what the name is you know the hat with the feather yes it's a Robin Hood Robin Hood hat yep anyway yeah he's head to toe and. I don't think Brit Sienna is the right color.
1: Oh, my God. Moving on. <laughs> this guy is a lifelong friend of Verenzoen He's known him since he was knee high.
0: And then he, and then he's like, well, maybe not knee high because Werenzoen's always been a big dude. But anyway, <laughs> you're looking for um, a big fat animal up in Skull Valley. You're going to have to run out there, uh, whistle, so that the animal thinks you're encroaching on its territory, and then you'll be able to fight it.
1: The animal is... Patripatan. This is a curl. It's actually like a normal curl. These are the yeah. the great cats with the whippy paralyzing tentacles on their backs. And um we head out to Skull Valley, which is so named because back in the days of the war between the Limpsons and the Kobolds, the Limpsons line the valley with stakes with kobold skulls on it <gasps> to warn them off.
0: That's horrifying. Ugh
1: Yeah. Jesus. Shit was dark.
0: barbaric. (laughs) That is dark. They are pirates. I mean, yeah, but that's some like Vlad the Impaler shit.
1: You're pirates, but you don't got to be rude about it. (laughs) 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 The skulls are long gone. It just has the name now. And we find him. We whistle for him. This big curl shows up. Beat him up. No problem. It's over. Mm -hmm. This is more killing time. It, It fits the theme of the horde of Kujata. But no story.
0: Nope. I mean, poor Rinfred. We barely get to know the guy. There's so, so many, like, throwaway characters <laughs> because we have to go out and like, and meet him. Couldn't we have gotten the instructions from Vernzoan to say, go out to school Valley and Whistle? Uh, apparently, that's where the beast is. I don't know if it, if they, they think it's like adding a level of immersion or just familiarizing new players with with. Um, these other uh, locations in the world. Yeah, go to Aleport, but you're you also have to go find this person. So you get a better idea of the layout of Aleport before you head out into the um,
1: into the wilds. He gives uh, us some context clues or or some information on the guildmaster, but it'd be nice to spend more time with these people. We we meet a tons of different sea wolves in this quest that we see one time only, and it would be nice to actually have the same people. And I have a list of the NPCs we've met beforehand to do some cross-checking mm. as part of my duties, Jen. Indeed. I was hoping that these characters would be appearing across at least the other class quests. Like there is a Marauder and there's a Conjurer in the Arcanist quest, even though we also have Marauders of Plenty and a Conjurer.
0: Wouldn't it have been cool if when we were doing Arcanist shit and we were doing tax collector nonsense, that our, the two people that were accompanying us on these assessments... One of them was Solkweb. I agree. Wouldn't that have been cool? It would have been cool. But it's it's literally just another um Fremro Conjurer. Why couldn't they have doubled up on that? That the, would have been. The guy's the Conjurer. The guy's the Conjurer? Yep. Oh yeah, you're right. Shit.
1: Point being though, it doesn't doesn't matter. It would have been nice to see the same people appearing across multiple quests. I would have loved that. It would give you some more at least more personality. Yeah,
0: I would feel yeah, even even more just connection. Not that I'm lacking for that, to be fair.
1: We're not lacking now, but the early game is lacking in the close feeling, of the small world yeah. of, the, of the later game.
0: Yeah, like I, I feel um, it would have been cool if at the end, if Rinfred had like swooped in and, and joined joined the fight on some of the uh, the mobs that show up. I think that would have been neat. And then and then Rinfred and, and Virenzon would like you know two old old school buddies back in action together. Neat. We didn't. We didn't do that. That's okay. Well, we got. Fine. We got. We we'll get
1: broom bar. bar. <laughs>
0: we have broom bar.
1: <laughs> we have one more errand before we actually pick up with the story at last, which is time to smash a bigger rock, an even more bigger <laughs> rock. Oh
0: my god! This was. Oh, look. There's no fucking way they're gonna make me hit another rock. Yes, it's bigger, but it still only takes one hit with the same skill.
1: But you're so much stronger now, so you smash a bigger rock with one hit.
0: And that does what for I I guess it does it does something for my confidence?
1: It shows being generous that you have reached a milestone of your personal growth. Having us go outside the city, find the guy, talk to him, say, Hey, break this rock, break it, okay, cool, go back to the guild master. If you wanna have this moment, make it part of something else so we don't have to go back and forth.
0: I'm um, so much, so much money on, on teleporting.
1: Tens, tens of gil.
0: <laughs> Shut up, it's hundreds, okay? Which, which turns into thousands, all right? So be, be be not penny wise and pound foolish.
1: Anyway, at this point, the story picks up finally. And we are back with the guild master. And we learn that Sigurd has gone out on his own in search of Kujata himself.
0: We knew it was going to happen. We'd have to save this fucking kid.
1: So we and Slokvib go and track him down.
0: He's gotten himself into a hell of a sitch.
1: We're going to go and find Sulk Vib. She's chilling at the Bismarck. This is the world famous restaurant.
0: Yes, I love it. We have to find her there a couple of times. And I love she's just she is so cool. She's so cool. She's chilling there at the Bismarck with a pipe in her hand and like a bottle of red wine. Just let's be friends. Can I be your friend? So, yeah, we we have to go pull her out of her dining experience to go deal with this child.
1: The first step here is to go to the Red Rooster Stead in Lower Lanosia and talk to Nedard and get the story. So we do. This is out the Tempest Gate once again, and we head up the road here to the Stead. This is another farm for reformed pirates where they have taken their energy and then taken it to the land. This place is doing much better than the Summerford Farm,
0: right? As far as we know, they seem to have a better handle on their uh, on their staff.
1: Well, we do know. This place is sprawling. It's not in like a little encampment. This place covers probably effective acres if we expand the, the model game to like real world proportions. And it just has these farm buildings and windmills and crops just covering the whole upper portion yeah. of Lower Lenosia. Yeah. The farmers here practice experimental agricultural techniques. So they will try new things and lose crops and so on, all the name of progress. Good for them. Yes, cool. Less cool, though, are the reported cockfights that happen here every night from which the farm gets its name. What the hell? <laughs> what the fuck? This has been a roller coaster for emotions for Jin. And he's like, look at that.
0: Like fat dodo fights or no actual roosters, which, of course, we don't ever see in the game. We don't see
1: roosters. Probably dodos because they, they have dodos at the farm. Yes. So it's probably um, dodo cockfights.
0: That's, that's awful. Those things are huge.
1: I'm sure it makes for a lot of blood. Ugh. Makes for some red roosters. This place is weird gameplay-wise because it's a huge and very detailed area, but it's not hit during the MSQ in the appropriate level range. This is like in a level 5 to 10 area. We are off in middle of Nosia doing Summerford shit right now, but there is like a whole detailed side quest chain that takes place here that culminates into the finale of the resurging kobold threat. Mm-hmm. and every fucking player is going to miss this because oh i did you've been conditioned to ignore side quests because they suck generally <laughs> and you're not going here when it, you're actually in the right level range regardless Correct. to be here
0: yeah you know, this this area was completely passed by when i did the msq the first time um i was totally unfamiliar with lower no- linosia just in general you know you're really staying in kind of the lower half of that area so when um i started a character in limsa Going out to the Red Rooster Stead—that literally for the first time since I started playing—and I'm like, oh, "What is this? This is another." Yeah, I had no, I had no idea. But they, because it's the same level as stuff that you do in Summerford, there's no reason to travel there anyway. But yeah, it's it's just kind of a forgotten area.
1: Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Uh, it's a shame it's, it's not. It's very
0: cool. It's cooler than Summerford.
1: I agree. I do like the history of Summerford in terms of the fact it is repurposing this past encampment for a new new life. Mm -hmm. But in terms of just the overall detailing, Red Rooster is far more fleshed out than Summerford is. Yeah. Agreed. Anyway, we meet up with Neddard here and uh, try and figure out where Sigurd went. It seems that we inspired him to act after he saw us take down those crabs. Kujata has been spotted near Aleport. So that's where we will go
0: da, 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 da. so once again we we travel out to aleport.
1: We find the scattered belongings of Sigurd, and they're they're lying on the ground and we collect them trying to find his trail and as we're doing so, we're being harassed by these giant vicious vultures the the cattle eaters or something
0: <laughs> the cattle eaters
1: it's cattle something I don't remember like cattle raiders. Maybe okay. We meet up with Silk Fib, who's also found his belongings, including an axe, like a wood chopping axe he stole from the farm. Nice touch, given the history of marauding Ooh. Uh, Trying to be like us with his little choppy chop axe.
0: Yeah, that's not gonna do it, buddy.
1: The two of us then spy him and Kujata himself up on this ridge.
0: And Sigurd has been backed up to the edge of the cliff. Kujata is facing is, is facing him. Kujata lifts up one of his enormous legs and just stomps it onto the ground and the the shock wave (laughs) blows Sigurd off the edge of the cliff um, and like 15 feet, he's just thrown into the air and lands on the ground. He is struggling with consciousness, but before he passes out, he sees us approaching and we have to basically shield his body from a bunch of jackals. They just come in waves and waves and waves and waves and this fight was fun because you just, you pop your, I, what is the fucking name of the buff? Rampart? No. The, the, the three shit, the, the oh, three the, shit. Oh, the crit
1: buff. <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
0: Uh, I don't know. So you, you pop that, hit your AoE a, like literally two times and the entire pack is dead. And then you do that one more time and it was like very satisfying. At the end of this, Varenzoan shows up It's like, raw He comes with his next, I'll save you! And he's and then he swings a couple of times and he saves us through me. And I'm like, bro, I, I had it. It was fine. But for the sake of the narrative, he's, you know what? I never should have let you go alone. This is way too much for a single marauder to take. I bear responsibility for this. Oh, and he's he's kind of struggling with this decision that he's made. He picks up Sigurd and we we've, we drop Sigurd off with his granddaddy. And and then Renzo is feeling um, a little heavy hearted because he put us in a really dangerous situation. It wasn't, but he did.
1: <laughs> it was dangerous, but nothing we couldn't handle as professionals in training. Indeed. As a note here, this is our first time seeing Kujada. The, the creature isn't any larger than a normal Arox. No, he's definitely bigger. Okay, so oh, yeah. this is a, a massive bison-like creature. He's got big, thick, tree-trunky legs.
0: It has like a taper sort of face. Yep. It's kind of like um like a mini trunk and a really long horns that stick straight out on either side and a um, big
1: shaggy beard Main.
0: great big bushy beard um, thank you jen you're welcome <laughs> and he literally they just took the the design of a, a standard aurochs and they blew him up yeah, they didn't change the colorway or add any other like scary features. They just totally took a, a standard orox and made him bigger. No spikes, no fins,
1: okay, no fangs. <laughs> oh my god, no red eyes. No why, why does it have fangs all of a sudden? It's still an orox. See, not and a that's mutant. that's the thing
0: too. Is that this animal is a is a, an herbivore?
1: Angry herbivore.
0: He's a, he's like a grazing animal. He's like an elephant, but he's real mad.
1: Plenty of herbivores in real life can also oh, be. Oh, I know, I know, like, I know. like he, hippos. Like hippos yeah. yeah, for sure. That's not stretching my disbelief to have this creature be an an herbivore, but also be a menace. (laughs) Anyway, we return to the stead and Sigurd is in bed. He's been knocked out by this concussive blow off the cliffside. He's still lying in bed unconscious. Neddard is grateful to us, but there isn't much else to do here besides go back to the guild. He'll be fine. Baron realizes that the need for vengeance is going to keep driving Sigurd into danger again, he will not quit until the beast is dead or he dies.
0: Fair. I I, uh, I appreciate this kid's conviction to avenge his parents' death.
1: So the only remedy, of course, is for us to kill the creature before it kills Sigurd. <clears throat> so we are told to nurture the vengeance in our hearts and to return. Yes. To, also known as go do MSQ for five levels and come on back. Right. And Train, we do. Quote unquote. When we return... The Marauders have prepared a final trial for us. This is to <laughs> unlock our inner destructive potential.
0: Yeah, this seems this seems like a biggie. I don't know. Vernzone is really excited about this one.
1: So we're going to go meet up with Sulkvib again at the Bismarck and head out to Lower Lenosia. The trial is to take place in the Salt Strand. This is a very cool area. Mm-hmm. The sandy shore meets a partially submerged shelf of crystallized water. There are giant sprays of frozen water reaching up on the far area, like a giant thing is splashed down and frozen, the water itself. This is where a chunk of the moon Dalamud uh, came crashing down, and the ether released by the piece of the moon actually crystallized the water into concentrated ether crystals.
0: Yeah, so it's like as this thing splashed down, the tendrils of liquid that would be the reaction to this thing splashing down froze in that shape it's super super neat
1: yep so we're out on this solidified water and we meet silk vib there for the trial and <laughs> it it seems that there are a handful of angry moles the big throaty throats yeah the throaty throats so we are charged by a pack of moles we take them down no problem and silk vib is laughing at how dumb this trial is
0: yeah it's like okay then we hear a voice it's not silk vib who the fuck I don't remember exactly what's the line that he says.
1: We have deemed you worthy of our challenge. Come, Marauder, <laughs> let us test the edge of your steel.
0: Come, Marauder, let us test the edge of your steel.
1: And this is <laughs> an armored and helmed man standing up on one of the frozen splashes of water. Yeah. Oh, Sulkvib knows right away what's going on.
0: So this is this is really cute. So he's he's standing atop the spire. It's very impressive. It's quite a performance trying to instill uh, some some awe into us for this trial and I could tell right away because of the weapon that he had holstered that,
1: who this was. He's got the same golden and purple armor too. Yeah. The, the only, only difference is the helmet. The helmet, yes.
0: Yep. Which you, you can't really see that from the distance but the shape of his weapon you could see silhouetted against the sky and it's very clear. Camera cuts back to us uh, Sulkweb and, and, and I and she just Oh brother, yes. Oh brother, yes. Exactly. Literally. Yes,
1: because <laughs> this is of course is <laughs> Varenzoen.
0: <laughs> like obviously. Uh, so he comes down, and a bunch of his other marauder buddies, quote unquote colleagues, come down, and they, you know, they give us give us a good show.
1: These are mysterious attackers and familiar faces.
0: Yeah, you're like literally the um, the speech bubbles. They label him the familiar marauder. <laughs>
1: Once we defeat them, the guild master or our mysterious opponent himself challenges us. And we have a one-on-one fight with him. Mm -hmm. Once we've proven our mettle, he calls for a retreat and they all run off. And and Sulkvib is like great incredulous. But also (sighs) she's like,
0: just let him have this. okay? just pretend you don't know who that was, which is so adorable.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: so cute.
1: We go back to the guild to report Mm -hmm. our successful trial. We
0: totally play along.
1: Vern Zoen says, he's heard of our skirmish on the salt strand. My goodness. But let us not dwell on the nature of those masked (laughs) men.
0: Let us instead focus on your victory.
1: (laughs) So cute. So now we're ready to face down Kujara directly. Uh, We swing by the red rooster once more, find that Sigurd has awoken. And he says he's sorry for causing trouble and believes in us. He believes we can take him on ourselves.
0: We also believe, Bunny. We're gonna do this for you.
1: We team up with SilkVib and the earlier marauder, um Bar, mm-hmm.
0: and
1: go and trace down this creature.
0: We have to find him by following a trail of destruction, as is the the jam. Um we find like a broken barrel and a broken wagon and
1: all the way we're being harried by
0: his pack of buddies. Yep. His animal friends. The animal friends, I think at, at least one of them was they. They look different than the typical mobs of these types of animals, in my opinion. Like you have the um the ziz, you know, from yeah, like
1: the ziz has a different color palette. Exactly, I, I'm, I'm sure it yeah. appears elsewhere somewhere, but it looks distinct. It does when look you look it here.
0: Yes, and it has a distinct name. So I thought I thought that was nice. It it felt different. Like these these animals were like the badasses of their respective. Uh, herds <laughs> and then they gravitated toward, you know, the big man that is Kujata.
1: Eventually after tracking him down and killing all of these creatures that are following him in his wake, we find Kujata himself. He's of course massive and he lets out a giant roar and attacks. We have to fend off Kujata while his minions carry us and he's dropping these area of effects attacks on us and mm-hmm. again easy for experienced players but um it's still it's a lot to pay attention to. Probably for a new Definitely, player. Definitely, yeah. You got to manage the, the hordes and dodge the attacks and still fight the big guy at the mm-hmm, same time. Mm-hmm. So it is a good test for this level of your competence. Kujata's attacks, actually, they have like an infection or a malady on them that will reduce the healing that you receive. I don't recall this being a, a big plot point, but Silkviv comments.
0: Yeah, she's like, what is he doing to you? I cannot close your wound. And and I'm like, oh, fuck.
1: Anyway, we, we take him down eventually, of course. Verenzoen has carried Sigurd to a safe distance so we get to watch the beast being slain.
0: This moment, this reveal, when all of this chaos has ended and Kujada is dead and we're catching our breath, we turn around to a lineup of Grandpa, Sigurd, Verenzoen just kind of standing in a line and staring at us. I don't, I don't know. For some reason, it was just comedy to me to to turn around after all of this carnage and to see just like a lineup of regular dudes just literally... 10 feet away, standing
1: and staring at us. I thought it was a sweet moment because Sigurd breaks down into tears once the beast is dead. Oh, yes. And this burden is lifted. Yes,
0: that that is. But I guess just the timing of it, the looks on their faces, how they were positioned, like all of these things, it just seemed...
1: Oh, way to spoil the mood there, Jen.
0: Sorry, sorry. Also, I can't get past his kid face.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Some of us who are not dead inside (laughs) might appreciate... This relief this child feels at uh, his parents' killer and this yeah. constant menace being slain, and the fact he can finally let this go at last.
0: So he 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 has a bit of uh, he, he runs through a gamut of emotions here pretty quickly. You know he weeps at the at at the fact that Kujata is finally dead and and um, vengeance has been achieved, and then he he turns into angry face kid and he's like I'm going to be a marauder too. This is when he commits his future to marauding and fighting for the good of the innocents, um, and protecting people from monsters and other such goings on. Um, he turns to look at Virenzo and he's like, "Could is it, is it true though? Could could I be a marauder as good as Warrior of Light? We're not. That's not We're our not, name yet. We're not Warrior of Light as good as Blank, main character. Name. Yeah, <laughs> player name. And Virenzo looks down. And he's like, "If you train hard enough, there is nothing outside of your reach." And and then he has this big stupid lolifil grin on his face for a hot second. That was also comedy to me. I don't know. Like I, I I don't know. Maybe I just can't get past his his
1: his child face. Jin just hates this kid. But apparently. He, like,
0: his 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 upturned little face. I don't know. The smile that appears is almost creepy.
1: We know Jin hates children. I, I chuckled
0: a lot at this last little bit.
1: So that's that. We say goodbye to the guild members and we're off to our next step on our journey. The end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we tip our cap and we walk into the sunset of course never to see these people
1: again you can always go back and say hello I do
0: sometimes actually I, I, I'll i go back to um, it was I don't know for some reason I was feeling really like vulnerable and emotional and I, I felt like I had to go visit somebody somewhere maybe it was like like a Shadowbringers character or something so when I was in that location I went and just I just wanted to say hi I don't know like going back to the f- it seems like like I have to make my rounds and say hello to people because it's kind of a big deal to travel. But um, I've absolutely done that. Just gone back and just clicked and you know, had a little, uh, just a little bit of dialogue from a character that I hadn't interacted with in a while, just to be like, "Hey, what's up? How are things?"
1: So that's the question. What do you think?
0: Too many, uh, too much rock breaking for for my likes, but otherwise um, unoffensive. And, uh, my favorite part obviously was when Veran pretended to be some mysterious marauder and, and tested us.
1: Mine too. It's very short in terms of the actual story. Again, just like the, the pugilist quest, it's a lot of fun, but the format is too long for the quest. I don't want to belabor that point too much, but Cause it, it'll happen again. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> anyway, I think that this class suffers for not having an identity. Marauders used to be the ship-to-ship warriors back in the day, but there's no more pirates allowed in Limsa, so they can't be that. There's already jackets who do the, the guard work in and around La Nocia. Mm-hmm. The Marauders are, are just guys that fight. They, they have no purpose in Limsa except to train people to go and be axe fighters in their future careers.
0: Yeah, I guess it's like sniper school or something. Like Eventually, you will have a career in the military. Um but you will be um an elite with this weapon. um, there's still a place for them in 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 this world, of course, um you know, militarily speaking. um but that's basically it.
1: Sure. but what story do you tell with that fight man school? This one That's my point. There's no
0: greater contribution to the Eorzean dilemma.
1: There's nothing to explore being a guy who fights there's no area of of limsa that that ties to there's there's no story that suggests besides get tough enough to fight a big thing which is what we do ultimately
0: yeah and that that could have been anybody it didn't have to be a marauder exactly yeah
1: that is a big gripe i have here is just this class doesn't know what it is at this point besides warrior in training
0: yes they could at least collect some fucking taxes am i right
1: they um they could have been like the the guardians of the countryside. You have yellow jackets in the city, marauders in the countryside. Sure. That that's what we end up doing, but that's just because that's the biggest thing to fight right now. And that's not- also
0: the illusion as well, is at the very beginning when we fight the Megalo crabs and uh Solkvib has to you know reassure Sigurd that there are people out here who will deal with these things, these menaces. Let us handle it. Um so that then yeah, being the uh, kind of the guardians of the of the countryside would be, would be something. It'd be something. Um, n- I'm not saying that it is it appropriate thematically to have these like enormous axe wielding fighters be the defenders of the rolling, gorgeous, pastoral hills of you know Limsa Lominsa. It's um, fine. It's it's, but it's something.
1: It's something. Would have been something if they hadn't. They they could also have them be, like, the guardians of the nearby waters, of Limps' waters, too. They could have leaned into this history they created for the class, which is the whole ship-to-ship combat, and had them be, you know, the protectors of the sea. So you can do some cool boarding actions and ship-to-ship fights and so on that as part of the cool. class quest. yeah. I, we got that a lot during Arcanist, but if Arcanist had to be burned to the ground and revamped to make room for marauders, win-win. <laughs> that said, it, it's the quest is a lot of fun once it picks up. I, I like that moment a lot. With the, the guild members all dressing up and giving mm-hmm. you a big test. It's very sweet. Mm-hmm. I wish that they had more personality and bonding moments early on to make that pay off more. I know. But still, it's a very, very sweet gesture and a good moment regardless.
0: Yes, I like that very much.
1: It's a very small arc, but the uh, the whole like the the kid on his back foot and the big marauding monster with the, the marauder to go deal with it. It's still a, a nice, concise story.
0: I know. Yeah, focusing on this kid who um, has suffered a tremendous loss, but um, takes that heartache and turns it into something hopeful and uh, a commitment to his future um, for the greater good. Of course. Yeah, the devs love that shit.
1: Anyway, that's all I got.
0: That's all I got. And we got to spend more time in Red Rooster Stead.
1: Or (laughs) some time at all. (laughs) Burn. So that's it. Next time, we are going to finish up the Limsa-Laminsa main story quest.
0: Woohoo! That'll do it for this episode of Pod Return to the Waking Sands. Um, please don't at me about my use of the word rapier earlier on when I was talking about swords. I know there are a million different kinds of swords, and they are very particular and esoteric for the type of job that they're assigned to um fuck it at i guess but if you wanted to at me it's at pod on twitter if you wanted to send a very lengthy email um and send me links to sword lore go ahead and email us at pod ffxiv at gmail.com and uh with that we're gonna sign off thanks again for listening and we will see you next time